Hello and welcome to the CDI podcast. I'm Dylan Edgel, Assistant Director of the University of Central Arkansas Center for Community and Economic Development. Today we're joined by Mark O'Mell. Mark is the president of the East Arkansas Crossroads Coalition and is a graduate of CDI Central. He's been a supporter of our program for a long time and we're happy to have him on the podcast today. Mark, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. It's, uh, it's a pleasure and honor and uh, I'm just glad to, uh, to be here and um, visit with you guys today. Awesome. Well, uh, to start us off, can you tell us a little bit about your career and how you got to where you are today? Um, so, I, you know, starting out, it's nothing exciting. Um, I kind of fell into economic development like majority of us probably listening to this. Uh, when I was going through college, there wasn't economic development programs to major in. Um, however, I ended up in finance and then after college, uh, started banking. And, uh, you know, great experience, learned a whole lot, uh, really enjoyed uh, most of it, uh, but learned very quickly, you know, after a year or so, that banking just really wasn't for me. Um, and so I, I, I kind of looked around and, and it just turned out right about the same time period. Uh, one of the people that I dealt with at, while I was at the bank, I, I dealt with on a semi-regular basis and one of their their one of our larger business accounts uh, was a, a corporate college in town. So anyways, I ended up working uh, at a career college and uh, running the, the finance uh, for, for the college, the local budgets and, and parts of career services and, and student services and financial aid and all that good stuff. Uh, so ended up following my, at that point, girlfriend, now wife, uh, to, to Little Rock where she got her master's and I started business business sales. Did that for a while, uh, about a year and a half or so until I kind of got to the point where I was, all right, time to get back, you know, figure out what I want to do again. And uh, from that point, moved to uh, Job Corps and ran uh, the, the finance department for, for Little Rock Job Corps. Um, and the point problem, though, is finance, uh, you know, it's, it's almost it's not an assembly line, but especially when you're working for for the feds or a government finance position, you know, the second Tuesday of the month, this reports due to the Department of Labor. You know, the third Wednesday, you got to turn this into these people. It was, it's all like I could know what was going to happen that day before I walked in the door. As I moved up in finance, it really wasn't going to get much different uh, as far as, um, you know, managing a bunch of accountants and just uh it, anyway it, it, i kind of got burned out on that or whatever and ended up back at ualr uh where i major or was going to go back to my master's in, in management information systems and started working for the small business development center while i was there their their state office head offices in uh the little rock school of business so uh I started, I graduated, a graduate assistantship with them to start with, and then quickly moved into more of a, a business consultant role. And at the end, uh, was running some of our larger grant projects that we had. You know, that was, again, a, a great, great, great experience. And I would still be there had I not uh, come across an open position for Crossroads Coalition, which I knew nothing about at the time. Saw the opening, read up on it, same you know, impressive, really never thought I would uh, get to position, to be honest. Uh, lo and behold, here we are. So that's kind of my long, boring, I could have probably just said it in one minute and been done and moved on story. 
But, you know, just kind of I, I credit the Small Business Development Center for introducing me to the field, um, whether it be small business development or or uh, market uh, industry recruitment or, or retention, you know, re- small business to large business. It, it, it doesn't really matter. That was kind of my introduction to, um, to to this line of work. So it really hadn't looked back since. I, I love it. Every day is different and uh, challenging and you know, I don't walk in every Tuesday knowing what's going to happen before I have to even sit down at my desk. So that's always a plus. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that's what we've, uh, in these interviews we've done for the CDI podcast, we've kind of noticed that um, kind of eclectic background um, yeah. that a lot of people have before they go into community development. Well, yeah, and, and you just mentioned that you're now the president of the East Arkansas Crossroads Coalition. So um, I wanted you to talk a little bit about your uh, role in the organization and what your organization uh, does in Arkansas? Our, our main focus, I'll just get it out of the way, is, is uh, recruitment, marketing and recruitment the region. Uh, we cover seven counties in East Arkansas, most along the, the Mississippi River. Um, go from Cross to St. Francis to Lee to Phillips to Monroe, Crittenden, uh, St. Francis, and Cross County. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, it's, it's not a terribly large region, uh, but it's, you know, just big enough that you don't want to drive from one side of the other in a day and then back home for us. Uh, so the workforce we cover is around 65,000, um, and we're looking at a population 130 or so. Um, so that was kind of our whole, you know, taking the regional approach, uh, in my eyes, primarily for workforce. Uh, there's other uses of course too um, but that's definitely the easiest way to explain it to, to all my communities that are involved because um, that's definitely one thing that they understand all, all of us have a, a workforce problem no matter where you are in the country or likely even the world so you know combining and having that you know, a regional labor force of 65,000 versus, you know, a single counting having 10,000, then it's, it's just a lot more, um, a lot more appealing to a prospective uh, business or, or whatever might in the future. Um, now within 45 minutes, we're looking, you know, our population goes from 130,000 to, to 1.5 million and uh, workforce goes 65 to about 650,000 within 45 minute radius. So when it comes to it in large projects, um, you know, that's kind of the main distance they look at. It's about a 45 minute drive time or so. Uh, so, you know, we definitely sitting in good shape as far as numbers go from, from a regional perspective. Yeah, and, and talking a little bit more about that regional approach, um, I wanted to ask um, about the benefits of that regional approach. And I get you, you touched on it a little bit with the number of people in the workforce and the population, um, but but also how do you encourage collaboration between uh, the players in in these counties um, for, for that you regional know, economic development approach? I'm kind of still trying to figure a lot of that out, to be honest. Um, regionalism is a tough, tough sell. Um, you know, I did a little bit of B2B before and, uh, you know, that was a cakewalk. The only thing I've learned, I guess, that, that helps the most is the, have to be real, um, honest, sincere, legit, 
genuine, whatever you want to call it. But people will see through you. And it might not be this community, not be that community, but I mean, we cover seven counties, probably 12 or 15 major cities. Somebody's going to see through it, you know, if, if you're not genuine. And at that point, they're going to talk to everybody else within the region and small world. You don't need that. So I, I guess I learned, you know, I, I gave up on elevator pitches. Um, I, I spent probably four years when I started trying to critique and, and edit and, and perfect whatever, a, a good elevator pitch. And, you know, I could probably spit one out. But what I've come to decide is, is you listen close. You learn about what they need or what a problem is or whatever the case. And then you take real action um, to help. And, and that seems to be kind of in a nutshell, I guess, but not an elevator pitch, but, you know, really what I've learned works best. Um, you know, I'm not a member of most of these communities I cover. So I am at this point, I know most of the people, of course, but I am still technically an outsider and I can't make it to every city council meeting uh, for, or every quorum court or every rotary club. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, stretched pretty thin as it is and and you know just basically being there when you can everybody's always appreciative uh just being there when you can going out of the way just to try to help and not be, have to say no to somebody and obviously that's kind of a double-edged sword but uh you know always do what you can to help uh regardless if you're actually one that's going to help if you're going to pass it along to somebody else just take you know take take the reins and, uh, you know, at least get something set up and, and follow up and make sure everything's going well and so forth. Uh, but just kind of listening and learning and being respectful and genuine and, and, and acting on uh, what we say we're going to do, basically following through, um, I think, has been the main thing that has uh, grown trust in organization, um, grown trust and and regionalism in general, uh, I guess the process, I guess, and kind of uh, allowed us to, to grow over the years and um, kind of expand our scope and, and, and also at the same time narrow down some of the things that, that we want to get more, more involved in. So it, it's, been a, it's been a great experience um, and still technically learning how to collaborate. Uh, you know, it's a lot, of, a lot of city council, a lot of judges, a lot of clerks, a lot of mayors, a lot of uh, you name it. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's great and, uh, I enjoy it. Um, but depending on who I'm talking to, I have to take different approaches sometimes. And I always have to remember who I'm talking to, which is, sounds easy, but, uh, sometimes you kind of forget where you are on, on long days. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love that, um, approach of being genuine and authentic, uh, in these conversations, because I, I do agree, like, you know, you said it's a, it's a small town, small world. Arkansas is just one big small town. So, um, you know, being being genuine, I think, is really important. You know, small town, small world, and even smaller industry. Um, right. You know, not that necessarily uh, your towns are going to really have an effect on how others in the industry view, but it word gets out. Uh, you know, so same consultants. You know, I deal with the same ones all the time. Uh, there's new ones, of course, but there's some want this area and they get word that you're anything but 
honest, genuine, sincere, whatever else. And again, all the stuff everybody knows should be. Just, you know, um, I don't remember where it was, but one of the mottos somewhere I worked or one of the somewhere on a brochure or something, I don't know, was always uh, over under promise over deliver. So I've kind of tried to uh, to stick with that since then. I've always always just kind of stood out to me. So, again, just trying to do what we say we're going to do and uh, try not to say no, but at the same time, be realistic with what you can do um and uh delegate you know which took me a long time still learning really but taking me a long time to really even give up control of certain things um it, it's tough uh so but it, it's a necessity if you're going to actually be pulled multiple directions then obviously you have to rely on others and um you know you just you train them right, they're going to do the work like like you want or up to, up, they're going to do the work well anyways. Not, not necessarily like you would do it. I mean, that's not the, the point, obviously, but, you know, uh, you train your team right, give them the space. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm empower a leader or, or empower my, my team. You know, I, I want them to know what they're doing, but then I want to leave them alone and let them do it. All right. And uh, kind of shifting over to CDI. So we, we had to cancel CDI 2020, but it's coming back in 2021. Uh, and you're a graduate of CDI Central, and you've been a big supporter of our program. So I wanted to ask how the Community Development Institute has impacted your career. Uh, I, I, I obviously, as you can probably tell, being a graduate, and uh, we still support it. I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of, of CDI. Um, in fact, it's I've got two or three things on on a list that if uh, like a chamber or somebody asked me to be on a board or something else. I need the, the director to do this, this, you know, or we need to be a member of this organization in some cases. CDI is always one of those on my list, regardless if it's the knowledge or the networking and the relations that you build, uh, which I still talk to, to a lot of the people from my, from my class. And I graduated, I guess, three years ago, maybe at this point, something like that. But, you know, it, it's, Beyond the networking, beyond the knowledge, um, just it, it's a great opportunity to learn actually a few new things, not just the same old, same old that you're used to hearing podcasts or meetings or whatever else. Um, and it's, it's really had an impact on some of the strategies that we've tried to, to implement or, or uh, encourage communities to implement um, or just in general taken, taken part of. So, you know, I think you guys do a heck of a job. Um, CDI in general is a heck of a, a, a course. I, you know, keep doing the good work. It's ran smooth, great speakers, great whatever else. I, I can't say enough about it. Um, uh, if, if absolutely, if you learn nothing, if you don't even go out and, and hang out with the, the class that you're in, uh, which I don't really foresee happening because you're, you get to form a relationship with these people that you're, you're with for a week, every year for three years. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even if you don't, aren't social at all, the most introverted person in the world, just getting out and getting like a, a a reboot kind of a refresher, just kind of a, an energizer, so to speak is nothing else. It's, it's worth the money for that or worth the, the time for the class or the class, just, just for the, the, the 
rejuvenation, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's something that I've been missing for, I guess, a year now since the pandemic is just being with people in a, in a room at a conference. Uh, you know, think, maybe that's why I harped on it so much. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's lonely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think there, there's some magic there at, at those conferences that uh, it's hard to replicate in virtual form. So we're really excited for it to come back this summer. Me too. Me too. I'm happy to hear it is. Yeah. Well, Mark, thanks so much for being on the podcast today and uh, uh, being such a big supporter of our program. We really appreciate yeah. it and appreciate your time. On upcoming episodes of the CDI podcast, we'll feature CDI graduates and participants, community partners, and community and economic development experts from across Arkansas and the Mid-South. We hope you join us next week on the CDI podcast.